my, I don't know, were capable of espionage and I weren't completely and utterly morally wrong, I would almost like go dumpster diving in their computers. Welcome to A Book and a Dream with Megan O'Russell, an author's adventure in writing, reading, and being an epic fangirl. Hello, and welcome to episode nine of A Book and a Dream. My name is Megan O'Russell, and today I want to chat with you about the twists and turns of writing a book. Now, when you're talking to authors, you'll usually hear them say like, ah, I'm a plotter, I'm a pantser. For those of you who have never necessarily heard those terms before, a plotter is an author who will almost have like a scene-by-scene breakdown. So... It's insane. I've seen pictures of some of these walls. You should Google them. And it looks like like an FBI chart, like Homeland, which is a great show, literally exploded where there's like post-it notes and pictures and like Pinterest boards that go through every scene and what beats are going to go in every scene and how many words it is. So these people could basically tell you how long their book is going to be to the page before they start writing it. That has never been me. Then you have pantsers who start off with like a general idea of like, oh, these people are in this world and things happen. And they fly by the seat of their pants, hence the term pantsers. I've never managed to do that either. I have like a weird sort of hybrid thing going on. I think the best way to explain how I plot out my books would be like a road trip. Like, let's say I am in New York City and I want to drive to the Grand Canyon. I know that I'm going to be in a car and I'm aiming for the Grand Canyon. And I sort of have some ideas of what I want to happen along the way. So I'd be like, I'm going to spend a night in Chicago and then hopefully I'll make it all the way to Kansas City by the end of the second day. Maybe check out Albuquerque. So I know the destination and I know some highlights along the way. But I don't have, like, every pit stop planned. I don't know where I'm getting lunch, for example. So take the Girl of Glass series, for example. Don't worry. This is going to be spoiler-free. I think this is the hardest I'm going to have had to work yet to keep it spoiler-free, but I will. It's going to happen. So when I was writing the Girl of Glass series, I knew who Nola was. I knew who... Jeremy was. I knew who Karen was. I knew what obstacles we were going to have to get past. And I knew the moment that I wanted to end the book with. I knew what that picture was going to look like. And there were other things that I knew I wanted to have along the way, scenes that I really wanted to write. But I didn't have, you know, CIA level post-it notes about all of it. Now, I like writing this way. It works for me. I like the adventure of like, How am I going to get them to this point? I like the characters surprising me and making choices that I would not have predicted. I also like when readers tell me like, oh, I see in reviews, for example, in the Anna Vilbrea series, I knew that I was really enjoying writing the character Finn. I did not realize that he was going to become a reader favorite quite so quickly. So... I have given him a little bit more page time than I would have. There are some conversations that Anna needed to have. And if people really like Finn, then she can have that conversation with him and it can be a a little bit more 
comedic and snarky than it would have been if she had had it with someone else. Like, that's great. If that's what you want to see, I am happy to do that. And I can because I know my trajectory and making the choice to, you know, have him have a beer with her instead of someone else isn't changing the trajectory of the book, but it's giving me a different moment to enjoy. And most of the time that works out really well for me. Sometimes it doesn't. Now, this is, I think I've written 20 books. I think I might be over 20 books. I should run a count. I'll put it in the show notes. Check the notes and it'll say how many books I've written. I could probably make a complete list too. That would be an interesting one to do. We'll do an episode that is a complete list of all the things I've written. It'll be great. Anyway, so I've done this a lot. I've written a lot of books. And I was recently working on a scene in the Anna Vilbrea series. Now, I know how the series ends. I know the pit stops and general roadmap of how I need to get here, there. The problem comes with what happens if I tip my hand too soon? I love Easter eggs. I love dropping little snippets of information so that if someone were to reread the book, they would be like, oh, wow, I see that Nola did this in book one and now in book four. Wow. I love doing that. But you have to be so careful to not tip your hand too soon. And I was working on a scene in N.A. Vibrea and, oh, I tipped my hand too soon. I was giving too much away. It was going to pull focus from other things that needed to happen. It was going to allow them too much time to like sit in the tragedy before like the tragedy came. And so I had to go back and cut it, but not really cut it because other things that were going on had to happen. So it was sort of the the epitome of killing your darlings. Like I it was it was good you guys. It was going to be a really good scene. But I had to take it out and there are some elements of it. I think I cut 3000 words and 500 of them got put back in another format with other things happening. But I had to take it out. And no one is ever going to read that chapter. And it was really good. And in a way, I'm glad because I caught it soon. I realized when I sat down to like keep writing the next day that I had made a mistake. So I didn't write 12 chapters and have to erase them. I only wrote one, which is great because I don't even want to think of how upset I would be if I had to cut 12 chapters. But I had to cut it, took it out kept the good information, kept a few cute little beats, and then stored the rest in a file. Now, as a reader, as I'm sitting there like putting this really nice scene in a file where no one's ever going to see it, it sort of makes you wonder what did other authors cut? What did they have in their mind working? And then they get there and they're like, ah, it's good, but oh, I can't do that. We know, and once again, spoiler free, that J.K. Rowling was planning on killing off different characters other than 
what ended up happening in the canon that we all know. And so it would be intriguing to see, did she actually write those scenes? How did it come out? What would that experience be like that we never got to have? Because she said, oh, that's not going to work. I can't. I can't do that. Or in her case, I can't emotionally handle, you know, killing these characters. So it would be fascinating to dive into like the Hunger Games and see were there cut things? Were there other deaths? Did the romance shift in a different way? Were there more tender moments? What would have happened if those authors had never had to kill their darlings? As a reader, I find that fascinating. And if I, I don't know, were capable of espionage and it weren't completely and utterly morally wrong, I would almost like go dumpster diving in their computers to see like what what is in their trash folders? What is in their like secret hidden, I can't bear to delete you all the way, but no one's ever going to get to see you folders. That would be amazing to see those gems. And for those of you out there who are authors, I just want to tell you that you're not alone when you have to do it. It feels horrible. You work so hard on a scene, you work so hard on a chapter, and then you come back to it and you're like, I can't use it. So if that happens to you, whether you're, you know, trying to write a novel in a month or you're working on your first book or maybe you're 40 books in and you just need someone else to say, like, it's okay, it is okay that this happens, I'm telling you that it's okay. It is okay that you write something you're really proud of and you just can't keep it. So grab yourself a pint of ice cream or if you are of legal drinking age, wherever you are, a glass of wine sit down and mourn for the scene that will never be read and then tuck it away in a file where future generations can wonder what exactly was in it and move on and rewrite it the way that it needs to be for the good of the book because those painful little trims are what is going to help your book shine and what is going to keep your plot flowing and coherent. So take a moment be disappointed, drink a glass of wine or apple juice, you know, whatever suits you, and then move on because you have to, no matter how badly it hurts. So as a reader, are there any of those cut scenes, other deaths, ways romances could have turned out that you would love to read the cut material? Or are you happy living behind the veil of what is canon and You don't want to know what the other possibilities could have been. If you are an author, if you're a writer, have you ever had to cut whole chapters, scenes, characters? Please commiserate with me. So give me a shout out in the comments. Uh, Reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those wonderful things. Let me know if you would like to look behind the veil. And let me know if you've been the one to lower the veil and change things before. And don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever your preferred platform is. And I'm going to keep plugging away at rewriting those uh, scenes and getting everything in the nice order for the uh, road trip that I'm taking to the end of the Anna Ovilbrea series. And I will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.